following sermon was recorded at Chiang Mai Christian Fellowship in Chiang Mai, Thailand. For more information, please view our website at www.ccfth.org. God's children, right? To accuse God's cre- creation and to remind us what is true. And what's interesting is um, Satan uh, doesn't need to lie about us, does he? Right? Like Satan doesn't need to make up things that are not true. And oftentimes the voices of condemnation actually speak a lot of truth about me. But the problem is that voices uh, that may speak what is true does not mean they're speaking the whole truth. Right? They may speak the full truth about me, but they leave out what is true about God. That's Satan's ploy, right? To speak the truth about you, about what a failure you are, but to leave out the truth about who God is and what he is like. That's the voice of condemnation. You messed up again. I thought you were going to change. I thought you were going to be different. See, you're just a failure. You clearly are no good. Why would God listen to you? That's the voice of condemnation. But there's another way to go. And I've also had this voice. I don't know how I can have both of these voices, but I do. The other voice is the voice of indignation. And, and indignation means anger because we feel that what we're getting is unfair. Unfair treatment, right? That God is treating us unfairly. Have you ever felt this way? Have you ever felt like you cried out to God, you prayed, you, seek, you were seeking God, you were, you were imploring God, you were even exercising all the faith you could muster, and still... God ignores you and you feel like God is just being not fair. Have you ever felt that way? And it makes you angry. Like, God, why are you not taking care of me? Why are you ignoring me? Um, I remember uh, uh, several years ago, it was before I lived in Thailand, so quite quite a number of years ago, uh, I had just one of those days where everything went bad. You remember the book, Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day? Any of you have read that book? Great book. Kid's book about poor Alexander. And from the morning he gets up to, to the night, everything just seems to go wrong. Well, I was having one of those days. And I was uh, a pastor in, in, in southwest Colorado, and everything was going wrong. Everything was breaking. Everything was failing. And uh, finally, the last thing went wrong. And I don't even remember what it is, but I just remember getting really angry at God. And I, I was like, God, don't you see? I am serving you. I, I have sacrificed my life to be a pastor and to try to bring the gospel to these people and to serve in your church. And I'm trying in every way possible to get up and to, to, to do the right thing. I even got up this morning and I prayed and I read my Bible. And I, I had done all, I've done all the things on the checklist. I checked them all off. And you're still being mean to me. Right? And I was angry. Right? Because I thought I had a right to his help. I said, God, why are you ignoring me when I'm doing all the right things? And of course, that's what, that's what the Pharisees in the account before this were doing, weren't they? They were like, Jesus, we're, we, are, we are following the law. You are not. In fact, they, they thought they were following the law so well they could criticize Jesus in his ministry. Right? Um, so we've got these two voices, the voice of condemnation, God is ignoring me because I, I don't deserve his help and I'm not worthy. 
or the voice of indignation that says, God is not being fair. I deserve better than this. Um, What's interesting is this woman has neither of those. She, she She neither condemns herself, nor does she justify herself, right? Uh, and, and so, so what happens? Um, what we see is this woman uh, exercises incredible faith, right? So, so here's the rest of the story. Um, she, she kneels before Jesus, and uh, who's been ignoring her, and, and she is not going to give up. And she bows and she says, Lord, help me, help me. And finally, Jesus addresses her directly. And he, uh, he enters into a bit of a debate with her, an argument with her. And uh, as far as I know, this is the only argument that Jesus ever loses, right? Uh, Jesus loses this argument. You don't believe me? Let's look at it. Jesus makes his case. He says, look, it is not right. It is not right for me to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Right, so it's a picture of a household setting. And the dog here, uh, there's two different kinds of dogs and two Greek words that describe them. One is a street dog that was wild and, and uh, were kind of cursed and were very derogatory. But uh, Jesus does not use that word. He uses the word for the dog that would be a house pet. Right? So that's kind of good. He's calling her a dog, but he's calling her a dog that's a house pet. Maybe there's some consolation in that. I'm not sure. Um, but essentially, he's calling her a dog, Right? And in fact, this is common. Uh, oftentimes the Jews called the Gentiles Gentile dogs, right? And so now not only is he ignoring her, but now Jesus turns to insulting her. Uh, and, he, and he says it's not right. Look, it would, it would be wrong for me to give the bread that belongs to the children to Israel and to give that bread to you, a dog. Even if you're just a house pet, it would be wrong. Um, Interestingly, Jesus kind of takes on here the voice of condemnation, right? Jesus, Jesus essentially says, look, you're not worthy. You are not worthy to get the bread because it belongs to the children and you're just a dog, right? You are not at the status or level of Israel, all right? So now the insult's getting worse, right? Um, and Jesus says, uh, therefore, it would, it would not be right for me to help you, Right? Uh, but this woman, who exhibits incredible faith, uh, counters, right? And again, there's kind of a bit of a translation debate or problem. Uh, she said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Uh, the word yet is a bad translation. I don't know what your, how your Bible translates it, but it literally in the Greek it says for. Yes, Lord, for even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And the yes here is very emphatic. She's not just saying, yeah, but. She's saying, yes, right? And there's two ways to take this yes. One is, yes, I agree, but. Or you could take it as rather, yes, it is right. And I really think uh, it's, the, it's the second option. What the lady, is, woman is really arguing here is, Lord, Lord Jesus, you're wrong. It is right for you to do this because for even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the table. Even the dog has a right to the leftovers. Yeah, you're right, they don't get the bread first, but after the children have eaten and there's scraps and there's leftovers and it falls to the table, the dogs, the pet dog, the household dog has a right to that. Right? Boom, Jesus loses right there. 
He loses, she wins. Right? God, and what she's saying is this, look, God is not a God that withholds his blessing from anybody. Sure, he gives it to Israel first, but I know enough about the God of the Old Testament to know that God called Abraham and he blessed Abraham so that Abraham would be a blessing to the nations. Right? This woman knew her Bible. And she said, look, even the dogs have a right to the crumbs. Right? I do have a right to your help. And we know, we know Jesus can feed a defeat because he answered her, oh woman, great is your faith. Right? And the oh woman is... is uh, Wow, lady, that's kind of what he says. Wow, lady, you have incredible faith. Mega faith. The word in Greek there is mega. You have great faith. Right? Uh, that you know, you know what God is like. And you have staked great confidence in the character of God who would not hold, withhold his blessings. Right? Even from the dogs. Right? There's always something left over, because God is a God of, of grace and abundance. Um, so so let, me, let me just highlight, kind of to help us apply this. Jesus declares her faith as, as great. Uh, interestingly, in the, in the Gospel of Matthew up to this point, Jesus has only, only commended the faith of two people. They both happen to be Gentiles. First was the centurion, now this Canaanite, Gentile woman. He doesn't just say, man, your faith is pretty good. He says, your faith is amazing. Amazing. Well, what was it about her faith that, that is commendable, that would be an example for us? How can we learn about her faith and apply it? Well, let me, let me share three things I think were, were extraordinary about her faith that we could, we could uh, do well to copy. First, first, her faith was in God's mercy, not her goodness. And it seems obvious, and, and, and maybe we, we should know this, but I think it's worth emphasizing and underlining. Right? Faith, our faith must be in, in God's mercy, not in my goodness. Right? Not that I deserve it, but because of the very character and nature of God. Right? She says, have mercy on me, son of David. Look, I know you are not my Messiah, but have mercy on me anyway. I am a dog. She doesn't doesn't dispute that she's a dog. She doesn't say, how dare you call me a dog, right? She says, okay, I'll own being a dog. I'll own that I don't deserve it. I will own that I am not worthy. So here's the thing. When those voices of condemnation come and they accuse you of being a failure and being sinful and being a mess up, the answer is not to argue against that voice and say it's not true. The fact is, it is true. Right? We know it's true. Right? We know we're not worthy. And the thing is, God's, God's help, God's listening, is never, ever based on us. Right? It's never about how we measure up or how good we are. Right? Throughout the Gospels, Jesus helps those who are weak and sinful, but who come to him seeking his mercy. Mercy is favor that we don't deserve. It is help that we have not earned. Uh, so, so, So she accepts 
that she is unworthy. But she doesn't stop there. She also accepts the rest of the truth that God is a God of mercy. She roots her faith in who God is, not who she is. She roots her faith in the unchanging character of God's love and goodness. And I don't mean here that God never judges. I don't mean here the kind of love that God uh, easily or flippantly dismisses our sin. No, no. Jesus sent, uh, God sent Jesus to deal with our sin. Right? God poured out his wrath on the cross uh, on Jesus because there must be a just punishment for and penalty for our sin. And I'm not talking about a kind of love that, that easily dismisses sin. Right? What I'm saying is that uh, our faith is in a God who is, uh, at his very core, loving and good. He is good. And she, she had a, a faith that was anchored in that. Somehow she knew the character and nature of this God of Israel, that he was a merciful God. Right? Um, when it feels like God is not listening, and we really feel that, right? And, and I don't discount our feelings. When those moments come, what we need to do is dig deeper into the truth and knowledge of who God is. We have got to grab hold of the truth that God in his very character, who he is, is a God who is kind and good and loving and generous. Um, True, we are not worthy, but God loves us anyway. God sent his son when we were enemies to reconcile us to himself. Um. So we've got to keep those two things in balance, right? If we think God will help us because we somehow deserve it, right, we're misunderstanding the basis of God's goodness. Right? It's not because you had your devotions this morning. It's not because you prayed for four hours yesterday or for four minutes, right? It's because God is good, right? And she knew that. Maybe she was familiar with uh, Exodus 34.6. In Exodus 34, uh, Moses asked God to reveal himself. He said, God, I want to see your face. And God says, well, I can't show you my face, but I will pass before you. So Moses goes up on the mountain and he hides in the rock. And uh, God puts his hand over Moses and he passes before and, and he reveals himself to Moses. But Moses doesn't really see anything. But God speaks these amazing words of revelation about his character. God says, the Lord passed before him and proclaimed Yahweh, Yahweh, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. This is who God is. Right? So, so when, when you feel like God's not listening, you need to remember that. I don't know what's going on, but God is uh, merciful and gracious abounding in love and faithfulness. Right? Second thing, real faith is crazy persistent. This woman was crazy persistent. Like she was not going to give up. And faith produces that in us. Right? That kind of confidence that God will not turn us away, that God will not ignore us, that God will not reject us, Right, gives us a persistence to hang in there and keep plugging away. 
Right? She was not going to take no for an answer. Right? She was not going to give up. She persisted in faith. She does not let the voices of condemnation discourage her. Even when Jesus says, look, my mission is to Israel, not to you. Right? Her faith persists. Right? It doesn't let the voices of condemnation discourage her. Even when the disciples begged, please get rid of this lady. Like, doesn't, doesn't faze her. Right? But, but what happens in our life? Sadly, I confess all too often in my own life, honestly, I let the voices of condemnation or the voices of indignation discourage me and give up. Right? What is the test of a persistent faith? Well, the test of persistent faith is a person who keeps praying and keeps asking. Right? So in this picture, it's interesting, Jesus ignores her, but what he does not do is he, he never sends her away. Right? He appears to be oblivious, but he never turns to her and says, woman, would you leave me alone? Right? And it's a great picture of, of the persistence of prayer. God may appear to be not listening, but persistent faith keeps approaching the Father and keeps asking. Right? Faith knows that God is, is more than fair and that he, uh, even though we don't deserve it, he will show us kindness and mercy. And it persists in that. It keeps praying. It keeps asking and keeps seeking until it gets uh, a clear answer from God. Right? Lastly, faith understands that God is always up to something good. Faith understands that God is always up to something good. The thing is, uh, we may feel, and oftentimes it may be, that God is quite silent. Right? God may not answer us quickly. In fact, sometimes God may take a very long time to respond. But it doesn't mean that God doesn't care. It doesn't mean that he's ignoring us. It means that he's up to some good purpose. God has some purpose in what he is doing. And we may not know what it is. In fact, probably we won't won't know what it is. Uh, But somewhere he's stretching our faith. Somewhere he is wanting to teach us something. Somewhere he is wanting us to go deeper into our relationship with him. He's got something. He's up to something, and it's good. And, and he's got a purpose in it. Right? Uh, Jesus uh, had a plan for this woman. And, and part of the plan is not only for her, but he's, he's showing why he is moving from Israel to, to the Gentiles. Because he did go to Israel and they did reject him. Right? God's up to something good. And he is going to teach us. He is going to do something good in our life. But we've just got to be patient. Let me close with one testimony. Uh, I don't know that I always model this well, and like I said, too often I I hear the voices of discouragement or I get indignant, I give up. Uh, But I have a good testimony, a good praise, and the timing is is good because it's this week. The answer is coming. Uh, As as many of you know, and I I may have shared this even here, I've shared this a lot recently, so forgive me if I've shared it already. Um, I can't remember who I've told and who I haven't. I'm getting old. Uh, about six years ago, we started the process of trying to adopt our couple of our granddaughters, right? And uh, um, it's been a very long process. And we thought the process would take a couple of years. We thought maybe it would take three years, but it drug on. 
and, and three years became four years. Four years became five years. And during this time, almost every single day, um, I prayed, God, would you work? You know, th- this is not going to happen. I, we knew this wouldn't happen unless God did it. It was a very difficult adoption. It was something that, because of the girl's age, really had is not done, right? Um, the, the Thailand just doesn't adopt kids this old. And so we knew it was going to be hard. But just praying daily, God, we believe this is your will, or we believe you've called us to do this. Uh, you have to work. Uh, well, finally, uh, I'll confess that last spring in March, uh, I had, we had met with uh, the lady at the children's government children's home, the, the director, and uh, it was a very discouraging meeting. And she left me feeling absolutely hopeless. And I, I went home and we thought, this is not going to happen. Right? This is just not going to happen. And I remember praying, thinking, God, what are you doing? Right? Uh, where are you in this? Right? And just struggling with faith, but kept praying. Right? I don't know if I really believed or why I kept praying, but kept praying, God, would you do this? Well, in March, in the middle of COVID, when nobody was supposed to be traveling, it was when the whole country was locked down, uh, God worked an amazing miracle. And I won't go into all the details, but God sent this lady, uh, uh, randomly appeared uh, at just the right time, and she found out what was going on, and she started pushing people. And uh, it was really a miracle. And, and the, the, the culmination is that on this week, on Wednesday... We're going to Bangkok, and we're going to finalize Bailey's adoption. Amen. God was listening, right? And, and Kenzie's on there. She was a little more process for Kenzie. She's been matched, but uh, there's some other process that has to take place, right? Um, you know, God is listening, right? God cares. And and our faith has to be rooted in who he is. Don't give up. Don't give up. Let's pray. You've been listening to a sermon recorded at Chiang Mai Christian Fellowship in Chiang Mai, Thailand. For more information, please view our website at www.ccfth.org.